What up, what up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Padalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to episode 26 with Rod Cleef. I am uh, super excited about this episode. Uh, Rod is easily one of my mentors, and this should be an amazing job. Hi, Rod. Hey, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Let's have some fun today. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's great to see you again, Frank. And I know you've been, uh, you've seen me speak. At, I did a keynote in Boston. Then you actually came to my Baltimore event. Uh, and uh, we had a lot of fun there. It was a big uh, sold out crowd. And, uh, you know, it's just super exciting to be on your show here today. Excited to have you and really excited to hear your story of how you kind of built an empire, fell back a little bit and rebuilt it and the mindset that it took you to get there. So yeah, I, I didn't fall back a little bit. We'll, 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 we'll get in. We'll get in. I, I, uh, I think my memo is, 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 is one of the more painful ones uh, in business history. So, you know, so let, let me go all the way back if you don't mind, Jimmy. Um, yep. And, and talk, you know, I immigrated to this country with my mother and my brother when I was six years old. Uh, we came from Holland. I lived, I was born in the Netherlands and, uh, I remember my mom crying when she saw the Statue of Liberty. That's my only memory of that. I was, like I said, I was six years old. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where I lived for the next 30 years. We didn't have much. Now, when I say we didn't have much, you know, I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army literally all the way through junior high school. And my mom, we ate expired food. Uh, I remember we had to go to the day-old bread store because it was half price. And we drank powdered milk because my mom thought milk was healthy at the time. And, and you know, now I know a lot of people had it harder than we did, but I knew I wanted more. And luckily my mom babysat kids. So we'd have enough money to eat. And we always had a house full of kids. So she was babysitting and she, my mom was a bit of an entrepreneur and with her babysitting money, she bought the house across the street from us when I was about 14 for $30,000, approximately might've been 31, 32, but 30,000. And when I was 17, she told me it had gone up $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? I'm not going to college, mom. I'm going to get into real estate. So I, I became a real estate broker. Now they got smart enough to have some experience, but I was actually a broker, not just an agent, right when I turned 18. So I'm going to be rich in real estate. So my first year, I made about eight grand, you know, maybe 10 grand, but I'm just yep. pathetic. Second year, maybe a little bit more than that, 10 or 12 grand. But my third year, I made well over $100,000. So what happened between year two and year three? Well, what happened and what I love to talk about on my podcast and, and, and my live events is, is I learned about mindset and psychology and how really your mindset and your psychology is 80 to 90% of your success. I mean, the, the real estate knowledge or the entrepreneurship knowledge or the business investing knowledge or whatever, that's 10 to 20% of it. The yep. 80 to 90% is you have to actually take freaking action with what you learn, right? Yes. So, so anyway, I met this guy and he taught me about that. And fast forward to today, I've owned over 2,000 properties, um, houses mostly that I rented long term, but I had several apartment complexes on three states. And in 2006, my net worth went up. 17 million dollars while i slept amazing okay and if you want to do the math on that which i did it's about 8400 dollars an hour over a year and 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 you know and i thought i was a freaking real estate god my head got so big i could barely huh. fit it through a double door and 
And, um, and you know, when, when that happens, sometimes God or the universe, you know, whatever you believe will give you a smackdown. And that was 2008 for me. I got my ass handed to me. I lost that 17 million, a whole lot more. I lost $50 million, lost everything. And I thought I was set for life, but I lost everything. And so, you know, one of the things I enjoy talking about is, first of all, the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose, but then the mindset it took to recover from that to the success that I enjoy today. And would you like me to dig into that a little bit with you guys? Sure. I have a quick question though. Um, Your mom, maybe it was who she knew. What made you pick, where'd you go, Colorado? What made her pick where you guys Well, really what happened was my father and mother got a divorce. My stepfather's wife had died. Uh, we checked, he had two sons. My mom had two sons. She came to work as his housekeeper. Okay. And, but she, he allowed us to come. Now I think he had an ulterior agenda cause they ended up getting married and then they had a son as well. But, <laughs> but the point is we moved to Denver to live in his house. Um, and, um, and uh, super beautiful human being, but didn't make much money, but, but beautiful human being, um, you know, left, came into my life late, left early, but, but anyway, that's why. So, so anyway, so um, do you, would you like me to expand on, on, on how I was able to, first of all, you know, again, build, build this, this fortune and which I lost and then, and then rebuild. You want me to dig into that a little? Sure. I'd love it. I think, okay, so, I think that's really important because one, having the mindset to get there, but then having the mindset to rebuild is even more critical. Um, a lot of people are able to build things, but they're not able to bounce back. No, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't bounce back from losing like that. I will tell you, right. you know, if you, if you look at stories from, you know, the Great Depression, 1929, people were jumping out of buildings. Um, right. And, and so... Um, and look, don't get me wrong. I was under a rock for a couple of months. Okay. I saw was my big eyeball poking out. You know, I was, I was licking my wounds and feeling sorry for myself, you know, and telling myself stories, uh, to try to make myself feel better. But I, I fairly quickly picked myself back up. And what, what, what it is, is how I was able to come back was focusing on what I want and more importantly, why I wanted it. Okay. The things that I still wanted in my life. And so, you know, I, and I go through this and, and, and Frank's been through this at my live events. Um, you know, uh, w- one of the first things we do is figure out exactly what it is someone wants, because how the hell are you ever going to get it if you don't know what it is? That's right? Exactly right. So, so we do this goal setting workshop and I'll just do it. Take me three or four minutes to describe it. So, those, and so if you're listening, guys, get a pen and paper and write this down, because I promise you this process is, is truly important. And it's something you should do not just once a year, you should do it regularly. So here's what you do. Pick an arrow when you've got a lot of energy. Okay. And I, I don't mean, you know, don't do it right after a meal. Make sure you're well hydrated, drinking lots of water. And as I get a drink and you got to have a lot of energy for this. So you sit down uninterrupted and write down everything you could possibly want in life. Okay, you start with the stuff. And there's nothing wrong with stuff. Okay, everybody, stuff is motivating. It still motivates me. You know, uh, the cars, the houses, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, the motorcycles, all the stuff, helicopters. But, but the important thing to remember here, guys, is take the lid off your brain. If you can imagine it, you can achieve it. But you've got to make a decision that you want it. So if, if you know, don't, don't limit yourself. You're only limited by your own thoughts. And, and 
So if you want a private island, you want a jet, you want a yacht, write it down. Like right now, I, I, my, one of my goals is to either own or rent a yacht and do the whole Mediterranean from Spain all the way around the boot of Italy, do Greece, Croatia, the whole thing. And I, I can't freaking wait, and I'm going to make it happen. I and, saw you looking at yachts uh, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Well, and, 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 and uh, I was looking at yachts just a few weeks ago at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show because yep. – because that, that experiential piece is so important. If you want something, you want a car, go test drive it. You want, you know, me, I sat in the yacht and I, and I, and I put my hands on the, the steering wheel, whatever the hell it's called. And I, and I, and I visualized myself in these different yachts. I bullshitted my way onto them and, 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 and it was just mind blowing. And I got videos and I, I got a whole bag full of brochures back here. And, and so, you know, that experiential piece is really important, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So write down everything you could possibly want. Take the lid off your brain. If you write it down, if you, imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it, which I will tell you is not outside the realm of reality. For example, when I was 18, I knew I wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver. So, you know, 20 years later, I built this incredible home on the beach, uh, 10,000 square foot, um, incredible home. I had the beach on one side and it was called a Gulf to Bay. So I owned the slice through the island on the backside of my boat lifts. Okay. And I mean, the house is magnificent, a giant waterfall from the second floor into the pool. Um, you know, um, just incredible anyway. So, so, but that was unthinkable when I was 18, but I knew I wanted it. And yeah. so, you know, and, and, and so again, take the lid off your brain guys, write it down because what this does, when you write down what you want, it triggers something called your reticular activating system. Okay. And, and what that is, it's a technical words for, for this filter in your brain that subconsciously consciously selects what it thinks it's important for you to think about, okay? Because your, your whole, your body is experiencing th thousands of things all the time. Like right now, you're not thinking about what your feet feel like. But now that I said right. it, you think about what your feet feel like. So, but the yes. greatest example of reticular activating system is when you first buy a car. You don't really notice them before then. And when you buy the car, you see them everywhere. Were they there before? Yeah, of course they were. And so that's your reticular age. And, and what's great about that is the simple act of writing your goals down starts that process. Now, now it's kind of funny. If you, if you Google something on Google, it's going to flash up in your, you know, because they retarget you. It's kind of the right. same dynamic. It's kind of the same dynamic as the reticular activating system. But anyway, that starts the process. So write down everything you could possibly think of. Once you can't think of another thing, I want you to write down what you want to do in this lifetime. Say you want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro or you want to write a book or you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane like I did a few months ago, which I will never do again, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I did it. It's checked off the bucket list. So, so write down the things you want to do as well. The play, and then write down where you want to visit, you know, uh, we're going to Asia in March. Haven't been to Asia. Haven't been to Egypt yet either. I, I can't Great wait. Great place. You know, and I've got, I've got vision boards and one of them is my travel board. Things I want to do, things I've been already. I want to do again, love trains, but whatever, write down where you want to go, where, what you want to do, then write down what you want to learn as well. So it's not just the stuff, write down what you want to learn. You want to learn a foreign language. You want to learn how to play a musical instrument. I'm going to learn how to play the drums. I've got a drum set in one of the other buildings in my compound here. And I don't even know what end of the stick to use yet, but 
I'm going to learn how to play those damn things. My wife bought me this set and it's been sitting there for a couple of years, but I'm not giving up. Once I get my life back, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn how to fly a helicopter. Write down what you want to learn. Okay. Then lastly, write down who you want to help. Okay. Life is about giving back. We get two hands in this world, one to pull ourselves up, one to pull someone else up behind us. So write down who you're going to help. Me, I bought my parents a house here in Florida on a canal. My dad got to fish out of his backyard. I bought him a car. I bought him, you know, took him on cruises. Who do you want to do something for? Family, friends, whatever. My bucket list is still to pay off my brother's houses one day. So who do you want to do things for? Then lastly, Okay, and then that's it. Then, then, and, and, and guys, if you're analytical, if you're, you know, if you're analytical, don't stop and analyze this. Keep writing. Don't let the pen leave the paper. You just, just keep your energy up and keep writing until you can't think of another thing. All right, then the next step is it's not real until it's measurable. And measurable, I mean at least time measurable. Now, every goal needs to be clear and measurable as well. You can't stay on and lose some wait you're gonna say i'm gonna lose 10 freaking pounds by january 1st that's yep. measurable but it, you also have to put a timeline on all these other goals you wrote down so i want you to put how many years you think it's going to take you to achieve them put a one a three a five a ten even a 20 recognizing that people will overestimate what they can do in a year and massively underestimate what they can do in five ten or 20 years like my house example that i built on the mansion i built on the beach you know uh, so so keep that in mind and don't overthink it if you're analytical just guess at a number this doesn't have to be exact science all right then once you put a number on each goal there's just a couple more steps i want you to pick your number one goal i mean that goal you get it you're like holy shit! i cannot believe i pulled this off that goal Write that on another sheet of paper. Then I want you to pick your top three one-year goals, put those on another sheet of paper, all right? So now you've got four goals, leave some room in between them on a separate sheet of paper too. And that's great. The goals are hugely important. They drive you, they push you, they get your ass out of bed early in the morning, they get you to stay up late at night, whatever, they, 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 they're, they're very compelling, but the real juice, is knowing why those goals are an absolute must, not a yep. should. You know, we say, I, I should be a better parent. I should exercise more. I should save money. I should be out there hustling more. And we end up shooting all over ourselves, right? Yep. So, so this is, these are freaking musts, okay? So write down why it's absolute must. Now, use emotionally charged words. Words are incredibly powerful. Words like incredible, amazing, magnificent, unbelievable. Use words like that. And, you know, so, so I can show my, my wife what success looks like. So I can show my husband what success looks like. Show my kids what it means to be successful. You know, give them something to model um, so that we can have freedom, freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want, whatever it is, write that down. Okay. And, and again, Use passion and, and, and emotionally charged words because they're so freaking powerful. Yep. Now, once you've got a positive, some positive reasons why each one of those goals is an absolute must, you got to put some pain in there. Pain is very powerful because as human beings, we'll do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. So put in there if you don't achieve the goal. So I don't feel like a freaking failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my spouse. So I don't fail my children. Make it hurt. Okay, because again, we want to avoid pain. And this is the fuel, guys. This is the freaking fuel to, to get you up out of bed early, just have you stay late, to work weekends, whatever it takes to build this life. You to make, Actually, more important than anything else, to get uncomfortable. 
okay? Yep. So many people are comfortable, and the comfort zone is a warm place, but not a freaking thing grows there, okay? <laughs> so, true. you know, um, this is the fuel. So you've got positive reasons why, negative reasons why. Now, let me tell you, you know, like I said, so I don't live a life of regret. There was this hospice nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware, and she counseled hospice patients at the end of their lives, and she asked them a question, what regrets do you have? She wrote a book about it called The Five Regrets of Dying. You want to know what the number one regret was, Jimmy and Frank? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not yep. doing what I was capable of. F that. We don't want any regrets, guys, okay? Right. So, so that's why we, we use the goals, we use the whys. And then lastly, you've got to visualize what it is you want. I want to give you some examples about visualization. Okay. A great example is Jim Carrey. It's a public one. Google Jim Carrey check and you'll see he wrote himself a check for $10 million when he was flat freaking broke. He used to go up to the Hollywood sign. He'd look at it and it said in a little remittance thing in the bottom left next to the signature for services rendered with a little smiley face. He didn't know how the hell he was going to make it, but he, he visualized it. And that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. Another great example. There was this um, um, millionaire in New Orleans, and, and I think it was the Ninth Ward. Don't quote me on that, but it was really depressed part of New Orleans. There was a school there, and, there was, and the, they, they sent about, it was in the teens in the percentage to college, like 17, 18, 90% of the kids went to college. That's it, okay? So all they did, he did an experiment. He paid for it. He took the kids one day out of this class. He picked a class. And he bussed them to a college. I think it was Loyola. And they, they, they lined up. They, each student was lined up with a college student, okay, to follow them around all day. They went to classes with them. They went to the cafeteria with them. They walked around campus with them. They went to the library with them. They got to experience the college experience, okay? Yep. Then they bussed them back home. Then all they did after that, was a few minutes in class, they closed their eyes and they visualized themselves going to college. That's all they did. This was the experiment every day at school. I mean, five days a week. I believe over 80% went to college. That's the freaking power of visualization. Now, That's amazing. I want to give you some personal examples. And we were talking about this, Jimmy, before we started recording. Um, because, and, I'll, and, and remind me to, 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 to bring that conversation back in after you, I give you some examples. So Absolutely. back when I was 18, I knew I was going to be a real estate agent or broker. I was a broker and I'm going to sell houses to people. So I had to have a four door car, right? So I bought a Ford Granada. Okay. Ugliest freaking car you ever saw. Bench seat in the front, gray, just bone freaking ugly. Okay. But I needed a four door car. And, um, and, and what happened was a guy that I was working with, it was, I was actually dating his daughter named Gino and he had these, uh, Corvettes. He had his cool house too. I mean, he had three car garage and jet skis and snowmobiles and all this cool stuff, but he had two Corvettes and he let me drive one. And, and Frank, like you mentioned, going to, going to do the yacht thing. I, that experiential piece is so freaking important. And the minute I drove like, God, I got to have one of these. So I got a picture out of a magazine of a Corvette and I put it on the visor of that bone ugly Granada. Okay. This was before the internet. There was no internet, no digital pictures, nothing. Kodak hadn't had their butt kicked yet. But anyway, so, so picture of picture of a Corvette on the visor within a year or two had a beautiful red. I Corvette. have a picture of you in that beautiful standing next to yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking See, like a hot mess with my shirt off. Yeah. Um, this is amazing so because it, Frank, 
that's actually his current goal. That's, said, you, you want a Corvette? Love he it, wants man. A, he wants a blue Corvette. So oh, those, 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 those new vets are like, it's like mid-engine. They're behind you now. That's a sexy freaking car. I don't care what you say. I mean, I've had, let me, let me talk about some of the other cars I've had. But I was telling my wife, I was thinking about getting another Corvette because they're just a well-made. But anyway, I digress. So, so, so I got the Corvette. So then... This is back when the TV show Magnum P.I. was out. And the actor's name was Tom oh, yeah. Selleck. He was this detective. And he drove this Ferrari 308. Oh, my God. That car was so, so amazing to me at the time. I, I thought it was just incredible. And, of course, he's, you know, seen with all the hot girls and stuff and all that, too. But, but the car. <laughs> so I got a picture of that actual car out of a magazine and put that picture on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like it. Okay? Last example. Now, I want to say this. Let me preframe this, and this is all going to sound like I'm bragging about the house and the cars. This stuff doesn't interest me anymore, but it's great for illustrative purposes. So, yep. you know, don't think this is me trying to show off. Inspire you guys that are listening to utilize this technology to get what it is you want, okay? Because right. it freaking works, okay? So, I got a picture of um, – oh, okay, I talked about the, the, the um, Maserati I got, which looked just like uh, – the Ferrari in, uh, in Magnum PI. Well, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini, okay? Back then, it was a Lamborghini Countach. I thought that was so freaking cool. I had the posters in my bedroom with the Lamborghinis and the bikini girls, and they're washing the cars. Yeah, all of that crap. I had it all over my room. Well, what's interesting is my son collected models of exotic cars when he was nine years old. He had about 30 of them. You know, the Porsches, the Ferraris, the Maseratis, the Lamborghinis. Well, he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting. Nice. Um, and so, guys, in fact, let me give you another. Let me show you something else. So, and, and uh, you, those of you on iTunes can't see this. You'll just have to imagine it. So, I use a planner. I'm a dinosaur. I use a paper planner. This is my, it used to be Daytimer. Now, it's called Franklin Covey. Well, in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years, okay? First pictures are my gratitude pictures. And guys, this is really important distinction. Everything starts from a place of gratitude, okay? So these are pictures of my kids when they were young. Um, you know, so, so you, it's foundational. You got you to em employ gratitude to get these things and manifest them into your life. It starts from gratitude. But then I've got pictures of the houses I wanted. What's crazy is this top picture looks just like the view that I had from my house on the beach, okay? It was eight, a 10-foot high glass. It was butt together. It was like a wall of glass. Looks just like it. It's insane. Okay? Even the floor, the travertine floors are exactly what I had. Down here is exactly like the compound that I live in now. Look behind me. Hold on. See that wall? See that wall behind me? Look at the wall in this picture. That's it's exactly amazing. the same. It's freaking crazy, okay? I live in a compound now. I've got six buildings, giant main house. I've got a beautiful two-bedroom guest house on the water. I've got an incredible exercise facility. I've got a media center where I shoot my videos. I've got an entertainment room with a theater room. I've got, I mean, five-car garages. And, you know, I go out of my backyard. It's like a park back there. But I look across the water. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see my old house that I lost, the, the big one I was talking about with the waterfall and all that across the bay. Um, 
But anyway, so there's the houses, you know, and then other stuff, you know, I've got pictures in here, watches. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches, stupid shit, you know, the Lamborghini before I ever freaking got it, <laughs> you know, the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all these things that I got because I had pictures. Do not underestimate the power of this, guys, especially you analytical ones that are going, oh, this is poofy for me. Big mistake. This stuff freaking works. I love that. So anyway, um, I'm, I guess I can jump off the, the soapbox well, here and drop the mic. That's, 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 that's so my, obviously that's my mindset uh, and, is okay. so super mindset important. Mindset is everything, yeah. man. I thought I, see, I thought I was set for life. 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold. Florida, my God, how could it ever possibly decline? Well, yep. <laughs> it was freaking ground zero, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually talking about that with a client last week, talking about how when the market corrected, it was incredible how Florida and Las Vegas and a couple of the areas like really hit rock bottom. Dude, I was at a 30% loan to value. Okay. I only owed 30 cents on every dollar. I mean, incredible loan to value. I went yeah. upside down. Incredible. That's how far yeah. it crashed. It crashed more than 70% on my portfolio. Yeah. Of single families. Mm -hmm. And that's why, that's why you're focusing on multis today. Yeah. Well, see, see my, my single family is what pulled me down. So let me, let me expand on that a little bit. Okay. So I had 800 houses here in Florida that I had rented. Okay. I wish I had them now, but that's what it could have should have. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I love my life right now, but I had 800 houses. I had multiple apartment complexes, but the reason I got my butt kicked was I was two hours north and two hours south and everywhere in between. Very wide geographic area. Yep. Okay. Now, here's, here's, and I was along the coast. So I had wind insurance. I had flood insurance on a lot of properties, which impacts what? Cash flow. Cash flow. Okay. Taxes here in Florida are higher because we have no state income tax, which impacts what? Cash flow. By the way, my new book, uh, how to create lifetime cash flow through multifamily properties. The, the subtitle is the new rules of real estate investing, i.e. the new rules is focus on freaking cash flow, values out the window. Okay, so anyway, so those things impacted cash flow, but the big thing was logistics. If I had a maintenance issue at one of my apartment complexes, I would just send a, a maintenance guy, we'd have stockpiled parts because everything's the same, appliances yep. are the same, HVAC is the same, fixtures are the same. You know, we get in and out in 30 minutes or an hour, boom, done. If I had to send someone to one of my houses, every, and say it's an hour away or an hour and a half away or two hours away, first of all, there's all that travel time, but the, every house is different. So they got to go see what's wrong, number one. Then they got to find a Home Depot or a Lowe's where we have an account. Could be yep. an hour round trip there. And then they get back and you know how you get into working on something and you're like, oh shit, I need to go get something else. I mean, if you've ever fixed something like me, it happens every time I do it. Yeah. And, and, and so what takes an hour in an apartment complex takes all day at one of my houses and yep. you multiply that times 800 and just, you know, the math just doesn't work. Okay. Now, now see, I thought again, I thought it didn't matter. So I was feeding it. It really, my portfolio in the single family really wasn't cash flowing because of the logistics. Uh, you know, I might've done a better job with it and improved it and whatnot. And there are people that do it successfully, but, but what was interesting is, is that pulled me down. And, and because smart rod refinancing his properties combined packages of houses with apartment complexes, I lost everything. Oh. Okay. I thought, you know, how could I, I don't make mistakes. My God, I, my, I, my net worth went up $17 million in 2006. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway. So, so, the point is, um, that's why I crashed and burned. Then the last piece is a lot of my tenants, you know, I had C-class C properties, you know, working Joe's properties, um, 
uh, uh, contractors that, you know, plumbing, electrical, painting, drywallers. And, and these guys, you know, were really good, good guys that worked their butts off. But I don't know if you were around or in the business in 2008, that stuff fell off a cliff. There was no yep. new construction. There was no remodel. Those guys had no work. And yep. so, you know, they couldn't pay. And it was the perfect storm. But anyway, I, I have no regret because I wouldn't have met my wife if it hadn't happened. I have the love story of the century. So it's a beautiful thing. But, uh, but let me say, you know, I just thought of something I want to share about goals real quick before I forget. Yep. Okay. And that is, I want to sh- give you a story. And, and I talk about this in my live event. So I'm, I'm in that house that I lost, that, that mansion. Okay. Um, and two months after I moved in with my family, I'm out in the pool by myself. My family's inside sleeping. And I'm looking up at this giant, magnificent home, this testament to my ego. Now, I had built this house, really, and this is the truth of it, to prove to the world I was good enough, to prove the world that I mattered, okay? And that's the truth. A little embarrassing to admit, but that's it. Because I really, you know, I had something to prove. I had to prove that I mattered. And so I'm looking up at this thing, a giant waterfall coming out of the second floor balcony in the pool, another waterfall from the spawn of the pool. I have tens of thousands of dollars worth of trees leaning out over the pool. It was in magazines. I mean, magnificent, changing yep. colors at night. Uh, it was a free form, just an incredible pool. I'm warm. I'm looking up at this thing. And, and, and just to give you a couple other more pieces, this house had a, just to give you an idea of the house, it has a spiral staircase up to the middle of the house on the second floor. I had, I had fish tanks that wrapped around the aquarium. The fish tanks alone were like about $150,000, $170,000. So get, wow. they're, they're, that tells you about the house. I could go yeah. on and on. Anyway, so I'm in the pool two months after we moved in. I'm looking up at this thing, and I got depressed. And I mean, I don't just got a little bummed. I mean, I was really bummed. And I'm like, what the flip is going on here? I've just achieved success times a 1,000 by societal standards. How could I possibly be depressed? And when I look back on it, there were two things going on. And that's, that's why I want to mention this because we talked about goals. One of them was I'd, I had achieved this giant goal I'd worked 20 years for, and I didn't have any vision for my future. I was like, what the hell am I going to do now? Right. And you know, like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for the future. And I didn't have one. So that was number one. But the second, even bigger thing that was going on was I'd been totally focused on Rod. Rod, 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 show the world I matter, prove the world I'm good enough. And, 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 um, and luckily that year I went and saw Tony Robbins and I found out he fed families for the holidays. I went to one of his events and I spent the next 20 years following him around the planet. And if you guys, let me give a shout out. If you ever have an opportunity to see him, just do it. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Okay. Yep. So, but, but I'm like, wow, that's cool. Actually do something for someone else, not just for yourself. What a concept, huh? So I went back and I haven't even, you know, I had not been, I had not contributed or given back really at all to speak up prior to that point because I'd been focused on proving the world that I, that I mattered. And so I went home and fed five families. Third family changed my life. I, I, I delivered this. We, what we did was we got these baskets of food and we delivered them for Thanksgiving. In fact, we just fed a thousand families last Saturday, literally just this last Saturday. That's but I, this, this, this fifth family, this third family, ladies with five kids, she comes out, she sees the box of food. We, now we put it in laundry baskets so they can use the basket, but we, it was a box of food, t- frozen turkey, sh- and toys for the kids. We, we had called a church to find out. We said, you know, who really needs help? And so they gave us these five names, and, 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 and um, she, started the, she saw the stuff, started crying. Her kids came out. The older ones started crying. I started crying, 
And I'm blessed to say with these thousand families we fed last weekend, we have now fed 75,000 children here for the holidays. We've done That's thousands incredible. of backpacks filled with school supplies. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to the local police departments. And the reason I bring that up, guys, is I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. And, and you know, I'd been totally focused on me. And what's crazy, you know, I'll interview people on my podcast, mega millionaires, and, and I'll recognize if they are where I was back then, totally focused on themselves. And I'm here to tell you guys listening, success without giving back in some fashion is not success. If you want financial success, if you're not where you want to be there yet, even if you haven't achieved much of anything, incorporate giving back now because it will ramp your success. God or the universe or whatever you believe pushes power to those that give back. Okay. Yep. And, and like you guys giving back with your podcast, I'm sure you get, you know, lots of thank yous and data boys and stuff. And I can show you, move past my green screen here. There are some of the hundreds of thank you cards that I get. Literally, I get a, awesome. I get a thank you or, or someone thanking me for changing their life daily, usually three that. or four a day. It's my greatest gift in life. And because, because again, it moves, when you give, you get back a thousandfold or a hundredfold minimum. And so those of you listening, don't poo-poo this one either. Make sure that you're, I don't care if it's one family, you don't have to do anything as big as I did. Just, just give, help someone. Maybe help someone learn this business, um, you know, uh, when you learn it. And by the way, I've got a free gift for your listeners. Let me, let me mention that. I used to give away. I used to give away free copies of this book, and then I gave away twenty thousand copies. And it's it's like wow. a textbook for the business. Love and that. then my team's like, "Hey, my team's like, hey, stupid! Why don't we make some money with this someday?" So I finally <laughs> put it on Amazon. In fact, the paper copy's not even out yet. It became a bestseller in three categories in Kindle. But Jimmy, I have anyway. a copy if you want to read my copy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. there you go. So, so, but I, so in its place on my website, I, I, I came up, I built this multifamily tool book. It's almost 70 pages and it's like a due diligence checklist for multifamily on steroids and it's free for God's sakes. So go get it. It's on rodcleaf.com and it's got every possible question you could ever ask. Now this is just for apartment complexes or apartment buildings. This isn't for single family or any other asset class, but if you you're interested in multifamily, you know, for God's sakes, come listen to my podcast too, Lifetime Cashflow, because we just hit 7 million downloads here this week. We'll hit it. Um, but it's got, this, this book has got every possible question you could ever ask, and it's free on my, on my, on my website. We use it every day. And, and what's great, as you guys know, about the multifamily business is it's primarily empirical. It's primarily numbers. And if you, if you ask all the right questions, it's pretty hard to make a freaking mistake if you, if you get the numbers right. So this has, you know, how to build your team, you know, the questions to ask, who to call, what to look at, and, and how to pull comps and every other thing you can think of. So anyway, it, just for your listeners, it's Rod, couple yeah, no, things. that's amazing. Yeah. One, um, showing, giving back. One of your students, we had him on the podcast uh, a, few, a few episodes ago, David Tupin. Oh, and he yeah, was actually, yeah. Good, yeah, Dave's good, awesome, good. real estate Jedi. Yeah. He was in Guatemala building a school. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 I, I, uh, I'm really proud of him and I mean, he's killing it. And he, his, his partner, uh, Glenn Gonzalez, who now, you yeah. know, is I think somewhere between four and 5,000 doors, 
um, I introduced them to each other at my mastermind. Yep, I, remember. I run the largest yep. multifamily mastermind really, I think now on the planet. It's about somewhere between five and 6 billion in assets in there, but they met there. David's a good guy. He's, he's yeah. he and I. So another multimillionaire, but even like uh, Marty, the investor out of Baltimore, he uh, shout out, he wanted to say hi. He loved you so much. When love he was it, love it. Stuff Thank like you. That. Thank yeah. you. Thank I you. Think- By the way, guys, I have my next event is in, is in Los Angeles. It's rod in Los Angeles.com. And if you, if any of your listeners want to go, I'll give them a hundred dollars off. Just have them put in the code cash flow. That, okay. That's awesome. Now my, my events are, three days of just me teaching. I don't bring in outside speakers like everybody else does to try to sell you shit. It's just me. And I mean, Frank, you can speak to it. I mean, I'll um, make it real easy. You don't even need to say anymore. It was, it's literally been the best event I've been to of any, of any conference. And Frank has been to a ton of conferences this year. And thank every you. day I learn something new about that conference. Um, uh, thank you. So rodinlosangeles.com. Use the code CASHFLOW for 100 bucks off. Tickets are stupid cheap anyway. That just This is just even making it better. So, you yeah. know, I mean, I think with that 100 bucks off, you can go for as little as like 200 bucks. So it's a kind of a no-brainer, okay? Yep. And, uh, and, 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 and here's the thing. Don't, don't, not only do you learn what you need to know to buy apartment buildings, but I spend a lot of time on mindset. Because, you know, the sad reality is 90% of the people that go to a boot camp do, do, don't do a damn thing with it. Not on my watch. Damn it. So I, I mean, we do the goal setting. We, push, <laughs> we talk about pushing through limiting beliefs and fear. We build your identity statement so that it pulls you into it. You know, we talk about what's your ideal day. You visualize your ideal day from the minute you get up to the time you go to bed. So, again, it pulls you into it because you've got to have the fuel to actually do this. The technical stuff, the real estate, that's easy. Just learn it. But, but, but you got to take action with what you learn. You so the whole Frank? concept, of, I, I agree. But one thing that you're leaving out, a key thing, I have a T-shirt in my, in my uh, closet, and it says knowledge plus massive action equals success. Yes. And uh, <laughs> that's a that sounds familiar. Quote. Sounds yeah. like one of my T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to make sure that people understand it's not just about mindset. They have to work. And yep. I know that you are working you're one of the hardest workers I know. So. Oh, thank you. You have to take massive action. Listen, I, I've got a sign on my wall that says, focus, grind now, play later. And comfort go. kills. You know, and, and, you know, so I don't just talk about this stuff. I'm looking at this stuff every day, you know, mo- trying to motivate myself, stay focused, you know, add as much value as I can and, 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 and live large. You know, go big or go home. Right, guys? I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. So, Rod, I am sincerely appreciative of all the knowledge you dropped today, particularly the fact that you're able to give our listeners uh, $100 off to your event out in L.A. That's absolutely incredible. Um, My pleasure. Sincerely appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks, brother. Thanks, guys. I've really enjoyed it. Um, of course, you know, when you're the one doing the most talking, it's the best conversation you've ever had. And, <laughs> and so, you know, Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence yes, people. Great you know, that's, that's, that's me. So that's why I loved it so much. Cause I got to listen to myself talk, but I appreciate the gift of being able to hopefully add some value to your listeners guys. So it's been a real pleasure. Awesome. Appreciate that. So guys, we'll have this one live on iTunes or you're probably already listening in on iTunes, but we're also probably going to release a video a little bit early because it was that good. Um, Rod, thanks for having you on. And in the meantime, guys, if you want to find more content, check us out on Instagram at The Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice. Each person should consult their own advisors prior to making any financial decisions.